Hey everybody, Jim Sammons here, and welcome to the Kayak Fishing Show live. Uh, this week brought to you by Ibuprofen. <laughs> um, and all the great sponsors scrolling across the bottom. If you are new to this, we do our live shows every Tuesday and Thursday. And we share with you old episodes of the Kayak Fishing Show. On Tuesdays are the Jackson Kayak Years. And on Thursdays, um, we do the ocean kayak years. Uh, right now, I'll tell you, there will not be a show this Thursday. Um, I will be partying something, drinking, I don't know, but it's my birthday. So I will not be here on Thursday. Uh, this episode we're doing today is actually um, part two of three from a trip to Sweden. So um, if you want to see some cool stuff in Sweden, stick around. It's going to be a great show. Before we get going, I did post a couple days ago about a gale warning here in San Diego. Um, and I actually, my wife and I went down for a walk down at the beach today. And it was justified. It was howling. Uh, absolutely howling wind. So uh, I hope nobody went out. But if you did go out, I hope you're very, very careful and took all the precautions and wore your PFT because that wind was whipping whipping. Uh, before we get to the episode and our guest, um, a couple of things. I, I, I've i had a couple of Torquedo motors for a long time, and I've got a new one of the 1103s. Pretty stoked on that. Uh, we've learned that um, the advice from Torquedo is to pull your prop off after every use, because you can get um, fishing line, particularly braid, caught up in there, and it can uh, get into your seals. So, um, at the suggestion of one of the guys on the Torquedo page, I got this small, small tool made of aluminum, very easy. So that'll just stay in the, um, on my kayak in my little tool pack and just makes it very easy. Have this nice little tool to easily pull off your prop and do that after every use. So that is the suggestion of Torquedo. And I highly recommend it because I know that I have had line get caught up in mine on my old 403s. Uh, the next thing that I'm pretty stoked on is um, I do a lot of smoking of uh, fish as well as making homemade beef jerky. And the item I have that I use to my smoker is from uh, Smokehouse Products, and it's the Big Chief. Now, I've got two of them. My original one, I literally, I've probably had for 30 years. And they just keep working. Super, super simple. Uh, these are kind of smoker that you're not going to be, um, you're not going to be doing a roast or anything like that on. They're great for fish. They're great for, for jerky. The one thing is, is the rack is the span between the uh, grates is probably a little over an inch. So depending on the size of your jerky or whatever your strips, a lot of times it's like hanging off the end. So I was just flipping through the other day and I saw that they have now come out with these grates that will lay over your, um, where they're calling grill, grilling screens. 
So these will go over your grate. They come in a package of five, which is how many grates the uh, the big chief has. So, I mean, this will be great even on my other smokers or barbecue, just for when I'm doing fish and stuff that I don't you don't want falling through the grate. So it's non-stick, all that stuff. This is not a sponsor. <laughs> this is just a product that I've had. Like I've been using these things forever. I love the way they do the jerky and the smoked fish, and they're super simple. And that's probably why it keeps working for 30 years. But uh, I just thought I would share that with you. If you also like to smoke fish or do um, jerky or any of that sort of thing, these things are pretty sweet. Um, I haven't tried it yet, but uh, I mean, it sure looks good. And uh, everything that it says, that it, if it does everything it says, uh, dishwasher, dishwasher safe, uh, good up to high temperatures, non-stick, all that, it'll be awesome. So just thought I'd share that with you. Like I said, this is not in any way a sponsor. This is just a product that I use already and I saw this and I thought I'd share that with you. So anyway, so um, again, with this, this is part two. The episode we're airing today is part two of a trip to um, Sweden, part two of three. And I've been to Sweden several times. This was probably the most amazing trip because we were there during midsummer um, we showed a bunch of that in last week's episode, if you want to go back and watch that. Um, and then we, in this episode, we were in another area. We got a, a tour of the town of Mora. Uh, just absolutely wonderful time. So um, before we get to it, I'm going to, there's a couple comments here. I just want to say hello. Liam Young, as always, watching on Kayak Fishing Tales. So if you are watching this for the first time, we air these on the Kayak Fishing Show page on Facebook the kayak fishing group page on Facebook, as well as our YouTube channel, which is kayak fishing tales. And Liam young is always the first one to check in and he's always watching over on YouTube. So thank you, Liam. I appreciate it. Uh, Bobby daily Tucker, another one of our regulars. I really appreciate you, man. Thank you for watching. Um, Prince two, what months did the sun not go down? Well, we'll ask our guest about that because uh, I really don't remember. But I know you do have long, long days. I know one day we were fishing at 1230 uh, and it was still totally bright out. So uh, it's it's pretty cool like that. And I've been into other areas uh, up on the Arctic Circle, actually, that was you just fished all night. Um, Laura Dupree. Hi, Jim. And have a nice birthday. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, man. I do appreciate it. Um, I would probably normally I go fishing on my birthday, but uh, I can't this year. So like I said, my wife and I'll go do something and I'm sure there'll be a little bit of drinking involved and uh, eating and drinking and just having a good time. So with no further ado, we have our guest, Magnus. How are you, man? I'm fine. Thank you. Hope you're too. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, and I do appreciate us. Magnus joined us last week and he's joining us again, again this week. It's a lot later there than it is here. So I do appreciate you being up nice and late to join us. Uh, what time is it? It's uh, 11 p.m. 11 p.m. So no, it's not re not really that late, but getting old, you know, getting tired. Well, it, it, it's late for those of us who tend to get up early to go fishing. <laughs> So yeah. I, I know that's, that's always a hard part. And, um, you know, like you said, getting older past your bedtime. So that's why I did some afternoon fishing this day. No, oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. And not getting up early to fish tomorrow. Nope. Oh, that's good. 
So, um, Magnus, you said you went back and watched the episode. I kind of skimmed through it because I haven't looked at these episodes in a long time. What what's in what do we have in store for us in this episode? Uh, top water fishing, pike, not so many perch, but well, at least not from us. But the Polish guy, he he got some. Uh, Mariusz. Yeah. Mariusz was the uh, the the uh, micro jig. Yeah, the micro jigs. He was all over them and just sat in that one spot for like hours. And as I recall, he was wearing he was wearing like a really bright shirt. I think he was wearing one of those bright orange shirts or something. And you could see him all the way across the lake. Yeah. And you just saw same him sitting spot. there in that same spot all day. And it's like, well, counting, he must be catching fish. <laughs> counting the perch. I think he said it at the end. Um not in the show, but to us, he said like 162 purchase or something. <laughs> That's just absolutely amazing. So yeah. uh, again, for those of you who are just joining us, um, we are airing episodes of the Kayak Fishing Show. This is one of our episodes in Sweden. I do appreciate it if you uh, send us your questions, your comments, anything like that. And if you could share these videos with your friends, that means so much to us. And gets that you know the reach of these things out a lot farther so i do appreciate that um there was some good pike fishing as i recall i remember uh some good top water on pike um, yeah and that one specific lake I, i'm trying to remember all of this because it was so long ago gross lake <laughs> not gross lake but gross lake <laughs> So, and I think we also did um, some fly fishing. Um, I know uh, there's a segment, at least scrolling through it really quick, I saw with uh, uh, Gunnar, our good friend Gunnar was uh, fly fishing, and I did a little fly fishing as well on that lake. Yeah, yeah, he did. He, he always fly fish. He never fish anything else. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, let's, whoa, I, I didn't mean to start it, but um let's start it <laughs> yeah let's so this is part two of our uh our last trip to sweden it's coming up coming up coming up oh! this week on the kayak fishing show we are in sweden we're exploring the customs the culture hanging out with the jackson kayak european team and just having a great time i hope you stick around for the show we're having a blast
Where's the potatoes? This week on the yeah. Kayak Fishing Show, we Gotta are in Sweden potatoes. with Jackson Kayak Team Europe. All these guys think they can outfish me. It ain't gonna happen. Let's go. <laughs> it probably did happen. <laughs> They're all better fishermen. We're high than up me. in the woods in uh, Solere Skogen, Solere Fishing Conservatory Area. And this is, if you say that in German, it means big, gross. Gross Lake, but uh, it's a native word, very local, old words. Uh, it's so old I don't even know what it means myself. <laughs> but in it swims big pike, big perch, and big trout, brown trout. So I think we'll have a ball today. My plan is today the same like yesterday. Small bite, big fish. Well, when I heard that uh, there are some nice brown trout, I got really interested. It's an amazing lake and uh, I hope we will get some very big pikes today. I think so. I can tell you to the amount of 99.9% certainty that it's a virgin lake for kayak fishermen. I don't think it's ever been fished from a kayak. To the fish! And hit the spots with the lily pads and the big rocks. If that doesn't work, we hit the reef in the middle. And I would like you to go with bait looking like roach. It's a small bait fish, silvery, red fins, red eyes. That's the food in this lake. So I got a pike on this lure the other day. It's one of Dennis's lures. So I've got topwater covered on one rod and Below the surface, covered with that one. I remember, I remember that cove. Yeah, you do. <laughs> oh, that was a good cove. Come on, I saw that guy come. <laughs> that was awesome. I just saw the wake of him coming after. <laughs> That was a beautiful take. Beautiful take. God, he's got that whole lure in his mouth too. He may win this. Oh, there it came out. Walking the dog through the lily pads and I just saw this wake come across the surface. He came from probably 15 feet away. Just, it was so cool. Not a bad pike. <laughs> Come on, dude. You want to get your hand up underneath the gill plate, but not so far where you again hit their teeth. Their whole mouth is just covered in teeth. I do not want to lose this lure. I've already lost one of these and it's my last one. And I can see the whole lure is in his mouth right now. You got two treble hooks and a whole lot of teeth. So you gotta be really careful. Got him. That's it's a decent for a little while, so I wanna get this out of him as quick as I can. So let's get this guy back in the water. Whoa. Oh. Well, he kicked right out of fish. my hand, so yeah. he was okay. 
Right, we got a lot more fishing to do here in Sweden. Stick around, we'll see you after these messages. So in Sweden, is uh, pike are one of your primary targets? Yeah, pike and perch. They're the most common fish. And what about, um, I don't know, if, is it in Sweden I hear about people uh, going for Xander? Yeah, generally more south of Dalarna, but we have a couple of locations in, in the south of Dalarna where, with good Xander fishing. And, but, and um, Xander are basically like walleye, right? Yeah, it's the same kind of fish, same okay. kind of species. So well, they're nice fishing, but you have to go an hour south of here to experience that. So, uh, well, we have Egowitz has joined us. He's staying hey, up Egowitz. late tonight. <laughs> I won't say what I want to say to him because <laughs> it's. <laughs> We have a standard standard greeting that's uh, not very nice. <laughs> oh. So we have. Go ahead. Oh, I know what you mean about the greeting thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have Facebook user uh, says always happens. So if you are watching on the kayak fishing show group page and you make a comment. It comes up as Facebook user unless you go up there and click and give that permission to use your name. <laughs> so if you're if you're seeing it, they're putting you up and it's showing us Facebook user and that's you. Go up there and give it permission so we can see who we're talking to. Uh, Dave Massengill. Uh, hey, Jim. Uh, praying you're feeling better every day. I am. You know, I, I've started doing more uh, therapy on the shoulder and moving it around a little bit. I mean, obviously, I'm still in the sling. Uh, I've got one more week in the sling and then I can get a little bit more aggressive with therapy, but you know, shoulders are shoulders and they, unfortunately they just take a long time to heal. So, uh, but getting better and, uh, hopefully it doesn't take me too far into the fishing season because there already are fish being caught out there. And, uh, you know, I've got the boat and uh, the kayaks and everything else ready to go. So I'm just waiting for the clearance to get on the water. So. Anyway, let's keep the uh, episode going. Look at this beautiful spot. And then one of the things that's been awesome about this trip is we have been jumping around and experiencing different parts of Sweden uh, around Mora and then moving our way up here where we are now. The lake we actually camped on, the fishing was kind of slow, but because we've been able to be so mobile, we've been able to go check out other lakes and find some waters. There is so much water up here. If one lake's not producing, you can always move to another area. And, and that's what we've been doing. We've been staying very mobile and investigating different lakes, different rivers. Uh, different types of fishing, and that's been pretty cool too because I've been able to catch fish I haven't caught before, uh, catching fish on the fly that I haven't caught before, and just been really cool to, to be able to jump from spot to spot and ex explore different waters. And that's what, that's what their whole goal is. If they bring in a group here, they want to be able to bring them in and say, okay, we're going to fish this area, but we have these plan B, plan C, plan D, all these other waters that you can jump on if the water you're on initially isn't producing.
Well, one of the very cool things about having these uh, Nakwa batteries, when you're on a remote trip, it's really nice to be able to just plug in. It's got the USB connector here. Oops, put it in the right way. Has anybody ever hooked up a USB the correct direction the first time? And boom, I've got power for my to recharge my phone or whatever else I might need. So the connector also has an indicator light, so it's a green, so I know my uh, battery is actually at full power. Kind of a nice accessory for the Nokwa batteries. So when you, particularly when you're on a, uh, a remote trip or a long trip. So boom, I'm, I got power. You know, one of the, the reasons we have made our third trip back to Sweden is because of the people, the people that we have been able to fish with here. Uh, they have a, an incredible community and team all across Europe and they come together. We've got Poland represented. We've got Germany, we've got Spain, Sweden, Canada, and of course the USA. Um, did I miss anybody? We miss the guys from the Czech Republic. Uh, those are also some of our good friends that show up from time to time. It's just an amazing group of people. There's no conflict. There's no talking politics. There's talking fishing. It's, we come together for, from a, a pure love of fishing and kayaking. And we're all Jackson Kayak guys. And it's just a, a great thing to be a part of with this group. It's been a very big, very nice experience because uh, meeting all, all the friends here and going fishing together, go kayaking, you know, moving to a different lakes, and all these things that for me are like uh, amazing. That's yeah, nice. Perkaflugatilis perch with nice fins. We call and, them in Sweden. And not the, on the fly. The knights yeah. of the forest. <laughs> A rare occasion. Yeah. Let's put him back. Uh, this is perfect because I'm with the uh, best friends with the Jackson Kayak Team uh, Europe uh, in a very, very nice place in Dolarna. I don't know uh, what is exactly name of the place. Maybe no, maybe, maybe it's very good because it should be secret. It's <laughs> one of the best places in the Scandinavia there. So I was in many many places, but this one is awesome. The perches are uh, relatively big. I think uh, 45 uh, centimeters as well. Uh, I'm very happy. I use micro micro jigging uh, with the shrimp. Uh, only micro jigging. The purchase like today, very, very small lures. I used the jig heads 2.5 gram and very, very small soft baits. For example, this is uh, shrimp, dark olive shrimp. Almost every color there is possible to have on the market. <laughs> this all is for the purchase. He's prepared. My best yeah. friend. I got a 61 purchase in the range 25-45 cm. I'm very, very happy. Nice place, nice people. I love Sweden.
I will be close to 70. <laughs> the man loves his perch. Yeah, he sure does. So, are you, I mean, this was kind of an exploratory trip that, that we were doing and you got, you and Gunnar were talking about kind of getting together and maybe doing some, some trips and stuff. Did that ever come to fruition or did COVID just put a halt to everything or what's going on with that? Yeah. COVID just put a halt to everything. Um, but we're, we're picking up the pieces again, so to speak. Uh, talked to Gunnar yesterday and I mailed him today. So we're, we're on the track again. We're trying to sort things out. Uh, but I still have my guiding service up here. I've done a few tours, but not so many. Most Mostly I explore new areas to, uh, to sort Let's out see. where I want to go. Well, there's, there's so much water. <laughs> it yeah. just seemed like there's so many places to explore and so much water up there. It's like when I go to Canada, it's like there's how, how do you pick what lake to go to? Because there is so many. Yeah, there are. Yeah, we have many lakes. It's a, it's a lifetime of explorance, of exploring. So, and nothing wrong with that. No. <laughs> So I'm not, I'm not used to this. There we go. So now we're downtown Mora. So today we are uh, meeting with Leif and he is going to give us a tour of the city of Mora and give us some history behind it. Um, it is a one of the bigger cities we've been in since we've been in Sweden. And um, so we wanted to find out a little bit about it. So Leif has kindly offered to show us around. Thank you. Thanks for joining us, Leif. Oh, it's a pleasure. We are standing right here in the front of Lake Siljan. It's uh, the sixth largest lake of Sweden. And it's a very quiet, peaceful day. The sun is out. It couldn't be nicer. Ah, beautiful, beautiful day. Uh, what created this lake and the whole district is something much more violent though. In, in the 377 million years ago, a huge meteorite hit this landscape. You can see the circle, you can see where Mura is located and you can see the lake. An enormous crater was shaped. It was like 50 miles in diameter and the landscape was changed forever. You can still see it on the map. You can see that huge circle. Really? Certainly a beautiful, beautiful area. Millions of years later. Where do we start the tour? Where, where, I would say we start from the lake and we go straight into the town center. And we make a next stop a bit up that street. Awesome. Huh? Let's do it. Yeah, let's go. So this is a knife shop. Mora knives are quite famous and they are well, very popular all over the place. Yeah. And I have two of them here. This is the old style Boy Scout knife. And you see, you protect your finger when you use it. Yeah. You don't cut yourself. And here is a more modern design, you know, like that. But still, very good steel. And still, your finger is protected from cutting yourself by accident. 
And that is manufactured here in Moore. Yeah. Here in Moore. Made in Sweden. Of course. Very nice. <laughs> now we are yeah, standing in front of something not made in China. It's, uh, it's yeah. the Archangel Michael who is uh, struggling against the devil, and the devil has taken the shape of a dragon. And this is the coat of arms of Mora. So if you look here, for instance, you can see the same picture right there. On the uh, manhole cover. On the manhole cover. And you see that all over the town, you can also see it on the hockey team, on the dresses, oh, really? you know, on the jerseys. It's everywhere. We'll see a lot of it through our walk through Mora here. One of the things I really love about what I get to do for a living is, is the travel and meeting people and experiencing the culture and just learning about the areas. And we had uh, Leif uh, gave us a tour of the city of Mora and we learned so much about the, the founders of the area, how the area was, was developed and the history of uh, some of its residents. It was very, very interesting and uh, just a beautiful, beautiful little city right next to the water. It's coming up, coming up, coming up. Oh! <laughs> I saw him coming straight up at it while it was paused on the surface. <laughs> oh, wrapping around the uh, lily pads. That was awesome. <laughs> he just kept swimming around this school of bait, and I kept kind of kept, he'd follow the lure and follow the lure and then I just see him turn around. So that time I just left it sitting on the surface and I saw him coming straight up. Oh, oh nice catch and release. Perfect, I'll take that. <laughs> that was awesome. That was just awesome. I mean, I literally watched him down because he was down near the bottom, but the water's so crystal clear. And I saw him just kind of tracking it, but I was getting too close to the kayak, so I just stopped it and let it sit there. And then I saw him just like eyes wide open, just come straight up at it. That was an awesome take. That was so cool. <laughs> that was fun, man. <sighs> so because we're uh, working lures and going for toothy critters, um, I am using a short piece of tieable wire because I've already lost a couple of lures. Um, normally I would actually go with heavy fluorocarbon, but I didn't bring any with me. So I went with tieable wire. I've got a 50 pound Seaguar Smackdown braid, low profile reel, and my Century Vectura rod, eight foot, great power and light super comfortable to fish with and uh, the business end is the uh, TA crossover walking the dog and we've had some great action on that today and I don't I'm gonna pause this I don't recall 
So I'll bring it up now anyways. <laughs> if uh, I don't recall if it ended up in here, but like I, said, like I mentioned a couple times, I had lost a couple of lures. Yeah. One, I lost it to a pike and then I came back to the area a little bit later and I saw the pike swimming around with my lure hanging from its mouth. Yeah. And the other one, which is definitely more notable and funny, was I had had a fish, I was throwing top water, had a fish hit it, and I, my lure just went flying, and I could not find it. And, you know, it was a floating lure, so I thought, okay, well, you know, I'll find it, but it just disappeared. So I thought, oh, I guess maybe the fish hit it and brought it down, or like that other one had. And so another lure gone. And then I think a couple days later, Egowitz and I are kind of comparing tackle and he's like showing me all the different lures that he has and all this. And then we're looking through his box and I, there's my lure in his tackle box. He goes, oh yeah, I found this while we were fishing. I'm like, give me that back. That's mine. <laughs> so I, I didn't let him have salvage rights on it. I took it back. <laughs> It's like, course. I only That's had one or two lure. of those lures. It's like, give me that thing. But it was so funny to actually get it back because he found it floating in the lake at some other point because he was nowhere near me when it happened. So it was one of the fun little stories. <laughs> uh, let's see. Justin Hauser says, hey, how you doing, man? Thanks for joining us. And Egowitz is just laughing about that moment, I'm sure. <laughs> it was very funny. <laughs> Um, Charlie Bond says, hi, Jim, four more weeks and I'll be in Canada. Huge smallies. Yeah. There's such great bass fishing up there, particularly for smallmouth. And, um, I always say it's like smallmouth are one of those fish. You know, I'm a saltwater guy, but smallmouth are one of those fish that kind of give me that appreciation for freshwater because they are tough. I'd much rather catch smallmouth than largemouth any day. Um, Bobby Taylor Tucker, anybody use figure eight to catch pike? Um, you know, you hear about it so much on muskie, but I don't hear about it that much for pike. Did, do you guys use the figure eight at all? Or Yeah, some do. They're really, those who like professionally fish for pike, they do. I've seen it. It's not so common, but they do it. Yeah. Now and then. And you guys get, do you guys find that the you get the the bigger pike in that brackish water, like in the archipelago, or do you think they're more in the pure salt water? I mean, fresh water. For the figure eight, you know, you mean? No, which 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 area do you think has bigger pike? Not necessarily oh. the figure eight. Just you think you get bigger ones in that brackish water, or the or in like these salt water or freshwater lakes? Well, if you have like migrational pike that can migrate into pure fresh water and then get out in brackish water and feed they they grow really they grow huge but normally i'd say it's like 50 50 it's uh they grow big inland and then grow big along the shoreline shore mm -hmm. the coastline as well so okay so non-committal answer <laughs> yeah it's middle answer yeah, there's big ones everywhere yeah, there, there are. 
Uh, Randy, you says, I definitely prefer small mouth power, but I like how large he's hit the frog. Yeah. And, uh, actually Pike will hit the frog too. <laughs> I've got a lot of Pike on frogs and Aaron says small A's are awesome fighters, but I do love that large mark, large mouth head shakes when they jump. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, I, maybe it's because for me, small mouth fight a lot like our saltwater bass which is kind of getting their head down and just bulldogging. And they just seem so much stronger. You know, you do get a, a head shake and a jump from a large mouth, but I just find like you, you, you just drag them to the boat. I mean, it's just not that much going on. So I, I just like the fight of the smallies a lot better personally. Let's keep this episode rolling. Welcome back. We just took a little break. I had some lunch, put away the conventional gear and broke out the fly rods. I'm fishing with my good buddy Gunnar and uh, getting some tips on uh, fly fishing from him. And he just uh, just landed a nice pike. So we're just keeping at it. My turn. Pause. Gunnar Alstrom, checking in. Gunnar, thanks for joining us, man. I think you're in this segment right here, so good timing. Because <laughs> we're doing some fly fishing now. <laughs> there it is. Oh. <laughs> nice. Oh, that was my first pike on a popper fly and why so I fish I do my fishery for pike in Cascona archipelago in brackish water and there are no nothing on the surface so they don't go for it so we don't use it so I got a fly today to check the test and here they like it really much and it's so fun it's so fun so if you have a class 8-9 pike rod or a trout rod Try it, you will love it. Big thanks for some mayo. That's it. Milk bait made the fly. <laughs> One of the major problems like fly fishing from a kayak is that your line gets snagged when you're casting, like in the transducer or the sonar, the fish finder or whatever. That's why I always prefer to strip down my line like this, because then it always ends up in one small pile on the floor. So you, you well, you don't get snagged as much on the kayak. What what if somebody was to throw? four weight line on a nine weight rod? It's all about how you load. You have to load your rod. And if you have the wrong line, too heavy or too light, you can't, you can't load your rod. Actually, it's not force from your arm. You build up uh, energy in your rod. To do that, you have to have the right weight. And the line is the things that you cast. That's the weight. So if that's not uh, in tune, you will just, well, uh, you, 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 you can't, it's like having a big arrow and, and a small crossbow or something. Okay. So having the, having the right leverage to launch the proper weight. Yeah. And if you have too heavy of line on 
too light of a rod, then you would just be overloading the rod yeah. and yeah. not be able to project it. Yeah. So for the uh, pike here, I mean, they can be a big fish, so you want you know fairly good backbone rod. I'm using a uh, TFO nine foot, nine weight rod uh, with a Siegler MF, medium fly, fly reel, and my reel's loaded with Scientific Angler floating nine weight fly line, and then I'm using 30 pound Seaguar fluorocarbon as my leader to give me a little of that bite protection, uh, so hopefully the pike don't get me. Fishing on the fly again, it's always good. Yeah, I'm still dealing with the frustrations of fly fishing. <laughs> you do it well, you do really nice double hauling, good line speed. What's, any particulars, hints on uh, fly fishing for pike? The popper fishing is actually easy, it's just take it in a small, but I think the pauses are important also. Pauses and sometimes speed up, Ooh. as any fishing, variation, variation. <laughs> little pike, very little pike. <laughs> nice jump from the little guy. <laughs> Thought he was gonna give me a lap dance there. Whew. And he had, he took every bit of that fly. It is down his throat. But my first pike on the fly. We're gonna keep on fishing. We got another few days of fishing up here. So stick around. cast to get that guy <laughs> fly fishing you caught, you caught him yeah and fly fishing to me i mean i absolutely love it when i do it but it also i sometimes i'm just like tearing my hair out and i mean particularly god knows if it's windy <laughs> it's like it's yeah. the most frustrating thing and you know as as you know, I mean, fly line catches on everything. <laughs> yeah, it does. And you know, it, it's you definitely want your boat prepared if you're going to be fly fishing with as as few snags as possible. <laughs> uh, we got a couple other comments here. Uh, Aaron Dodd says, "Very cool experience episode seeing all the guys from different parts of Europe getting together." To fish, yeah. I mean, that was the cool thing about every trip I've done to Sweden. We've always been around a big group of, of Jackson Kayak Team Europe, and um, I mean, just makes it so much fun and different personalities. But they are a passionate, passionate group of anglers, and just makes it so much fun to be around. Um, Gunnar says, uh, "Nice double hauling." Thank you, Gunnar. I. I can make, I can cast really, really well until I have to. <laughs> and then this is like when you see that fish and then it's like, you know, wrap it around your head and around the rod. And it's like, uh, well, it's Gunnar the says, same with all of us. 
Yeah. He says he uses a line basket. I've tried to use a line basket. And I don't know. It just it just seems really awkward, the position. Maybe I just haven't tried it enough to get really used to it. I don't either. Uh, it's the same for me. I hit, I hit my hand all the time, stripping the line. And I miss the basket. Yeah, exactly. It's like yeah. I've got this basket and all the lines still on the ground anyway. Yeah. It's it. And Gunnar says, sorry, sorry for my bad explanation of how to do fly casting. You did great, man. I mean, I, I've been lucky to have been around some good fly casters, including you, uh, Magnus and Gunnar. And all the tips I can get, I mean, definitely, definitely help. So. I wouldn't, you said I, I'm doing nice double hauling. I wouldn't be doing nice double hauling if guys like yourself hadn't taught me. So um, it, it's, it's, it's always a pleasure to fish with different guys who uh, have those skills and, and can teach me because I just don't, I mean, I fly, I have fly fished since I was 12 years old, like once when I was 12 and then again, when I was 18 once, and then again, when I was 25 once, you know, it's just like, I just don't do it a lot. So but I, I always enjoy it. And the fight fly fishing versus conventional gear is, is so different. And I can see how it can be so addictive. Um, I know like hooking into a bonefish on the fly is, I mean, it's such an amazing, amazing fight. I mean, they're so incredibly fast and it, it does make it very fun. Um, it's just a different type of challenge. I just have to do it on days when there's no wind. Cause if there's any bit of wind, I go from being able to cast it, you know, 50 feet to being able to cast it five feet. So it's, it's, it's a tough hard one. Wind. Yeah. And, and obviously more dedication and practice is needed. Yeah. So that wrapped up the episode. Magnus, tell us more about your upcoming, uh, uh, Jan Liska event. Yeah. Oh, um, it's, uh, in the area where we were shooting the next episode that's coming next Tuesday, I guess. So huh? even, even farther north? Uh, yeah, F farther north from here, Mura. It's like yeah. two hours drive in the north. So, uh, well, let's see. We'll see what how it turns out. It's the first year in a short notice. So, Well, tell us about it. What, what, what's, what's the event? What, what's, what's going on? Well, we this it's like a meeting. It's it's not an event. It's just a meeting for guys a, having a fun. Gathering. Yeah, a gathering. Having fun, talking about fishing, having a few drinks and a laughs, barbecuing, fishing all day, of course, early morning to late night. Uh, and we have like, uh, there are a lot of lakes up there too. What are well, the what are the accommodations? I mean, is it camping? Is it is it that same no, cabins? Yeah, it's, it's, it's on a it's on a campsite, so there are uh, you can book rooms or you can book cabins or you can come with your camper van or uh, tent or whatever. Uh, so th there's accommodation to for everyone. So basically, yeah, in ex go ahead. It's right by the the main river, the river we were fishing with a uh, you know with a with a pylon sticking up 
from the water. Okay. The the big columns. That river is uh, running all the way up from north, so uh, it's the same river, but it's like an it's making it's creating kind of a lake by the campsite. So and then not for, not far away from the the lakes and the woodlands and also quite close to the mountains. So there's a lot of fishing, a lot of variety of fishing, a lot of species, pike, perch, Arctic char, grayling, brown trout, and huge one. They're huge. huge they grow huge. huge up there. Yeah. Brown the the brown trout. Yeah, all the species. Yeah. Sounds oh. awesome. So a, a good excuse to get together, go fishing, bullshitting, yeah. eating yeah. and drinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish I could be there. I know I, I had an invite to come, but uh, this has put a hamper on anything I'm doing for a while because I just don't know where I will be. But Gunnar says he will be there. Yeah, he will. He will. And will this Thank still be, th this is still in the name of our good friend Jan Liska? Yeah, I'd still call the, the Liska open. Um, so uh, it's hard to take away. It's yeah. uh, something, something going to create it. And uh, yeah, we don't want to. Has, no. And the event has, has, it has more meaning than a, competition no nothing bad about competitions but uh, this means something else uh, both to Gunnar and the rest of the guys from the uh, Jackson team and of, of course other kayakers as well that followed Jan and his, right. his fishing so right and 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 I I agree I mean I I've never been a tournament guy I used to put on a tournament. I did it for 12 years, putting on a tournament. But for me, it was never about the tournament. It was the people who came together and uh, just that gathering. It was the after party, after the fishing, when we were all sitting around eating and drinking and sharing stories. That was always the fun part for me. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, very much what like this will be like. Yeah. yeah. Gunnar says Jan will always be with us. Yes, he will. And I've got so many great memories and photos. And I'm very lucky that I have, you know, a couple episodes with him in them. So, you know, I've always got those great memories. Um, Egowitz says good luck in the Liska Open, Magnus. Uh, you're not going to go, Egowitz? What's your excuse? Or will you be in California by then? <laughs> Uh, Bobby says, uh, great show as always. Thank you, Bobby. I appreciate you as always watching as well as everybody else for watching. I really do appreciate it. And I really appreciate those of you that give us the thumbs up and share these things with your friends so we can extend that reach. Magnus, if people want to uh, get a hold of you to see what this is all about, where do they find you? Uh, fishingwithbosell.com and fishing with Bosell at Facebook. Uh, and, and you can drive to Mura. <laughs> Look me up. <laughs> and how is that spelled? The the last name? Mura. My last name? Yeah. B-O-Z-E-L-L. -L. 
I thought I'd made a banner for it, but apparently I didn't. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you, you you put some link up in the when you shared the episode, I think. Yeah. So. So if anybody's yeah, finding their if anybody's finding their way to Sweden, look up Magnus. <laughs> yeah, look me up. Or Gunnar. Is Gunnar still yeah. doing his guided trips? This Pike Strike. Yeah, he does. That's awesome. So I couldn't uh, recommend you guys highly enough because just fun, fun people to fish with. Magnus, thank you so much for joining us and staying up late once again. Everybody, uh, again, I won't be doing a show this Thursday, but next Tuesday will be, guess what? Part three of our, uh, of our trip. And that one, uh, we're a little bit north and we're uh, doing some fishing for trout. Uh, this actually, this photo behind me is from a stream we walked along that was just such a beautiful area um yeah. everything about it, i mean every place we went was so so beautiful and, and just amazing and I, I absolutely love going over there and yeah we have so, one question to answer oh there was a question right at the beginning wasn't there when does the sun what never set, does I the guess. sun not what? go down go down well the here it's like kind of middle of Sweden. Sweden is a long country, it stretches far from south to north. And uh, here in Mora and Dalarna, it's like three or four weeks around midsummer. So June, I'd say. Then you have have to have a sleeping mask <laughs> when you have right. to, when you sleep. Yeah, blackout curtains. Yeah, you can read a book in midnight. So. Well, I remember when, when we were there, I mean, like I said, we were out fishing when we were doing the fly fishing uh, in that next episode, we were out fishing at like 1230 at night Yeah, and it was just becoming slightly gray. It never, yeah. it never got dark. No. So it's a, uh, so, it's a, it's a I, different I, thing. I love those weeks. Yeah. It, it's a different thing. I know when I was in, um, at Great Bear Lake in, uh, we were right on the Arctic Circle. And we fished all day in the kayaks, went in, had dinner, came back out, and we were just standing around drinking and fishing off the dock and talking and talking and talking and talking. And talking. next thing you know, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. But because it's still so bright out, you don't even realize it. And you're not no. even thinking. It's like you, you have to almost force yourself to go in and go to sleep. And then once you go in and go to sleep and actually put yourself in darkness, then it's like you're out. <laughs> but okay. it was so easy just to stay up all night because it's so bright it's yeah. definitely a different feel fish 24 hours right uh gunnar says i actually clicked on something well let's see there was something else baby mama drama <laughs> okay hey guys <laughs> how you doing um Gunnar, Jim, I invite you to my place the first week of December. All friends from all of you will be there. You must come. Isn't it cold there in first week of December? Uh, well, it's uh, not in Karlskrona. He lives in the south. Relative compared to what I'm used to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I. I'd it say was, it'd be cold then. It was about 90 degrees here, 90 degrees Fahrenheit here uh, a couple days ago. It was so yeah. hot. So, uh, yeah. 
but I would love to come, Gunnar. Um, I got nothing else to do. <laughs> uh, Randy, you says those are good times, great memories doing that. Thank you. Um, he said, yes, but the fishing is great. And that's it. I will say this. If you go to someplace that is uh, really cold, it's all about the gear. Um, you know, having the right clothing. If you have the right clothing, it's it's not so bad. I remember um, actually, I think it was my second trip to Sweden and went fishing with my friend Ulf. And my wife was on the trip and we'd get, go out to get on the boat. And we had to chip ice off the seats of the boat. Yeah, that's a little colder than I'm used to. <laughs> but if you have the right clothing, it, it, it's not so bad. Definitely got to have the right clothing. Anyway, <laughs> thanks, everybody, once again for joining us, Magnus. Take care, man. And uh, thank you. Tune in next week. We'll have uh, episode three. Yeah, stay safe. Thanks again. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. I really do appreciate it. Uh, please share these with your friends that, you know, makes a big difference to us. And of course our sponsors, if you are going out fishing, please, please, please always remember wear your PFD and keep your paddle right side up. Y'all take care.